0: You both come from sort of a, sort of a background in theatre, so I was wondering how did that feed into the film? I noticed the dialogue in particular is very naturalistic, and there are a lot of sort of theatrical cadences in the people's voices, and um, particularly in one scene, you're in um, Father Sheridan's office, and you're, you've got a great rhythm in your voice. So um, um, does this come? Does this come from? Yeah, professionally.
1: Um. Yeah, I think so. I think um certainly Jim, Jimmy Granton had a lot of public speaking experience that I don't have other than saying other people's words on stage so it definitely fed in I think and it was it was something I was kind of a bit conscious of because the Leitrim accent's quite thick and also different to how it is today I, I assume back then you know mm. but but Jimmy had travelled widely and left Leitrim at, at a very young age so he wouldn't have had an extremely thick brogue and also just, just needing to be heard. You know, you have to be. be, be cl- Thank you very much. You have to be clearer in diction. You know, and I've I've noticed it myself. I moved to London because I had a really yeah. thick Dublin accent, but I've just got really tired of repeating myself when what I was saying was that interesting in the first place. So I've had to clear up my own. diction, accents, yeah. yeah, yeah, big time. Yeah, um, but but um, but also Jim Norton playing Sheridan has a very rich theatrical voice, and and as a priest giving sermons that came across and I think it fits but then um, Rebecca was saying in, in, in Cannes we sold the film to an American distributor who had been interested in Loach's movies for ages but often found them impenetrable because they're largely you know working class and Stereo, uh, sometimes kind of thing, yeah, yeah and sometimes Scottish which I find sometimes tough mm-hmm. but but then um, they were like the reason we really want, went for this one was because of what we you just understand. pointed out we could understand the diction was was clear and it that was important yeah yeah mm-hmm.
0: Um, for international distribution which is a much bigger thing these days yeah, yeah. It, was,
1: it was vital and but and at the same time you don't want to lose the reality of it so I hope we, we got the it balance right it is hard sometimes
2: even watching TV now people are mumbling more mm. and more and more and more it's actually becoming kind of frustrating even watching TV sometimes that even in an accent that's not I mean even English accent or American that it's normally easy to understand. I, I'm finding myself looking at the TV going, I have no idea what they just said. There's a bit of For a trend, reason, isn't there? Yeah. There is a Yeah. a bit of a trend mm. to just mumble...
1: And there was now that mumblecore <laughs> movie yeah. genre almost. Mm. Not so long ago.
0: Did you find that your... Um Theatrical experience was a benefit. Then Do you think it makes us stand out. Yeah, well, own, own I suppose on? first of
2: all we had we had dance training for a couple of months, and then when we arrived in Leitrim, we all as a cast, the older cast, not the the, the young ones, we we did a lot of um, research together as a group. We uh, which felt like a rehearsal period that you have for for theatre, mm. and we got to know each other really really well, and also nobody has their own trailers. On a Ken Loach film, everybody hangs out with each other. There's none of this hiding away. Like, if, you, yeah. if you're supposed to be a community, then you behave like a community, which is a lot closer films, to, like. to... Yeah, absolutely it does. And it, it, and that mirrors also the experience that I've had in theatre, where people... You can hang out in your dressing room, but a lot of the time you hang out in the green room if you want to have a conversation with people. Or when you're rehearsing, you do get to know people quite well over the four or five weeks. So And, and also... Every night on stage is different. You can bring something fresh. You're free to move around a little bit more. And that, it's like that in, in a Ken Lodge film as well. You don't hit your marks. You can try new things. It's, it's a lot looser.
0: How do you relate this sort of rebellious impulse in the central character's sphere to sort of modern-day figures, such as Edward Snowden and so on? Do you think those kind of characters still exist?
1: Big time, yeah. There are Jimmy Grottons everywhere. And I, I wish I, I had just finished reading The Grapes of Rat and I wish I had learned the um, Tom Joad speech at the end, you know, and he's saying, wherever there is trouble, I'm paraphrasing it, wherever there is trouble, I'll be there. Basically, uh, saying that this kind of spirit exists everywhere, especially where there is oppression, you know. It's mm-hmm. the one to speak up against it. So, the, the, I think throughout all ages and and places, there are Jimmy Granton's.
0: Yeah. I was thinking maybe today, the sort of Jimmy Granton's are not, Um more involved in things like feminism, like Laurie Penny, and figures like that.
2: There's also a lot of, because of social media now, Mm. you can very, very quickly have someone who's that kind of a character upload something onto the internet, and then the whole world gets to see it really, really fast. So you you see them cropping up all the time, like that girl in the Ukraine, that really beautiful girl, and everybody at the square... I mean, that uploaded, that went around the world so quickly right. because there was something about her that was very charming and interesting to listen to. and She was very articulate and she had a cause, you know. And, it, mm. and, and I, so I think they are cropping up all the time, I think, on the internet. And people, you know, on Facebook or Twitter, you know, repost and repost. So you do see them all the time, I think, yeah. in characters like that. Um,
0: and I think um, Jimmy Carlton set up similar halls in America when he
1: ba- went back, didn't he? Yeah, that's right, yeah. And they yeah. were teaching. Um, Communist um, literature and stuff like that, and, yeah. um, and James Connolly used to do the same. There was a thing James Connolly did with young budding politicians who he, young, his proteges, where he'd 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 give them the, the 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 platform, and the rest of them would sit and they'd be taking notes and kind of, um, you know. Have, Teaching each other the art of public speaking and the art of debate, but they'd get daily newspapers and he he would basically teach them how to uh, approach a, a headline with a, a Marxist from a Marxist viewpoint. You know how to dissect this um, the, the the media basically that you're spoon fed. How to really get underneath the skin of it. You know, yeah, it's, it's, can yeah big time. I mean, you're looking at Ch- the Chomsky and Pilchers of the world. You know, um, yeah. and it's very important that people are deprived of that skill set.
0: So that's one of the things about this film as well. It's very, very socially engaged in an age when a lot of films tend to shy away from that kind of thing. Um, I think that's one of kind of just biggest sort of.
2: Well, those two guys, Ken and Paul, aren't afraid to say how they feel about yeah. things. They're not. They're not afraid. To, I guess to be outspoken uh, about their views, it's important to to speak up for what, even if people. Come at you with their own point of view. I think they actually get a kick out of that sort of mm-hmm. debate yeah. mm-hmm. about things. And life is more interesting if we're all debating with each other about things because they're important things, you know. Absolutely. So it's it's, yeah. it's it's hard to be around those guys and not to sort of be influenced a little bit by that. You yeah, know? big they're, time. They're, and just encouraging
1: a healthy discourse. Yeah. yeah. That very often the, there aren't any opportunities for. But it's great that they, they've managed to, to use film as a medium for yeah.
0: that. Yeah, In a sense, Ken of is today's Jimmy Groton. Well, Absolutely. Totally, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Big yeah. time. Yeah, and, I and could Lafferty. see a lot of parallels. Mm. Okay, uh, what kind of research or preparation did you do for this kind of... I hesitate to call it a period drama. It's more, it has more depth than that, but uh, did you examine the period in any particular way? Yeah,
2: we, we, we all read a book by Liz Curtis called The Cause of Ireland... I can just ask so I think it's just a really good, easy to read history of the time and, and mm. so that we were all up to date on the politics and the, and even just preceding sort of the twenties through the Civil War, all the all that, you know, so we were we, we read right up until I mean I don't know what when does that book finish, but it's After
1: the Civil War, I think it's it's a really, break really up good read. Break up and,
2: and then we did a couple of weeks research when we all came together in Leitrim. Where we went to to Donal O'Driscoll mm-hmm. gave us a couple of lectures. We got to see a, a documentary that Jimmy's real family made back in the nineteen eighties that was never aired on RTE. Really interesting to hear them talk about him in their very thick Leitrim accents as yeah. well, which were almost incomprehensible. Um, and uh, and then we got to see his real cottage and meet his surviving family. Um, so yeah, we were very immersed in it by the time. And the dance as well. We we learned how to dance together for a couple of months. So by the time we started filming we were already a community, the mm. gang of us and we got to meet the young gang as well and and that was great because they did bring a whole different yeah. element of energy. Oh yeah. They had in real life too. They were great, great bunch.
0: Could you tell me about the rehearsals or filming of the sort of central dance scene in the
1: hall? That was that was great. We rehearsed that a lot, um and then on the day, brought into the hall with a real band playing live music. No, he used um, the central dance. Oh, sorry, ours, ours. Uh, I thought that for me the central dance is the gang. <laughs>
2: <laughs>
1: the central dance that's was, the
2: sex scenes. Okay? <laughs>
1: <laughs> the, our dance was um, we rehearsed rehearsed that quite intensively and um, without quite knowing what what it was on the page I don't think we ever saw a script no, we, for that
2: until it was over I don't think we did mm. so we didn't know for the couple of months we didn't know why we were learning foxtrot and waltz and all those slow yeah, dances yeah. And, um, <clears throat> and when we got there you know Ken and Paul came in to watch us dancing together one day all these slow dances and then they sort of told us a little bit more about the scene and how we were going to sort of enter the scene, what was the sort of Mm. approach into, and how they end up dancing together. Um, and then we sort of t- took that into account and by then we were so familiar with each other dancing that we were able to make a lot of suggestions about sort of moves that felt comfortable with us
1: yeah and it was kind of a case of us i think being over prepared so you had loads of moves to show them and then once we entered into the space you know you kind of they d- very quickly could uh, could, could ascertain yeah. what worked well what didn't yeah, we on camera so this space
2: up and down so do around yeah it was quite yeah.
1: fluid it was like let's keep that bit as great that really works and then cut that bit and
2: and then they just ended up filming for hours that day. I mean, we filmed that for about eight hours from all different sorts of sides. Mm. So we just, and I think eventually we sort of just forgot they were there really because yeah. it was very quiet. It was a very close set that day. Yeah. And we just danced, and then every time we finished, we'd say, "Okay, that, that didn't go work, We'll try this." You know, yeah. so it became sort of just them on the periphery, and me and Barry yeah. just talking and dancing together for like eight hours. Yeah.
1: But I, and it felt like, um, you know, it was hard work in that you're constantly thinking of the steps, and you don't want to mess them up. But then you you have to put the performance on top of that, and here's mm-hmm. two people with with um, with what you see in the film and and that story that they share. Um, but I remember afterwards, Paul Laverty, the writer, was so enthusiastic on the, on the bus on the way back; the like key was glowing, and he was. They the didn't same. know if
2: it was going to work. Mm. You know, they've never. Yeah. had Ken and Paul haven't really done that in kind of before. Yeah. But
1: but Paul made the point; he was just saying that it was like everything coming together. He was like two actors on the top of the game. We had beautiful lighting. Camera work was exquisite, and the and the sound guy was like on his dress. knees trying to get everything underneath the costume. Yeah. he was just beaming. He was he knew it was a real magical moment. You know.
0: Mm. Yeah, it's a great scene. Um, yeah,
1: people are always pointing that one out, aren't they? Mm.
0: There's sort of a, a rise in sort of a lot of Irish actors and Irish sort of new films coming out at the moment. Um, what do you think of this? Is this kind of a movement going on, or. That's do you mean Irish actors abroad or in Ireland oh, just in of, like in this one we've got Andrew Scott or you've got Brian Michael Fassbender abroad or a lot of what and Richard did and so
2: on yeah yeah I mean I what 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 excites me is when I see women because yeah. for a long time we didn't see Irish women in film um, it was always Irish men with international actresses sure. doing accents um, <laughs> what, what's really nice for me is when I see um, actresses sort of uh, yeah Getting an opportunity, it makes me feel a lot more positive about about. Yeah, but
1: I also think it's a real it's an inevitability. I mean, Western cultures become so homogenized the Irish, English, Welsh, the Americans there's very really little between any of us. You That's know, true. we're not, we're, really not now, anyway. yeah, we're not distinctly natives anymore. You know. Yeah. Um. So it's much more fluid thing than it was in
0: the past. Absolutely. I suppose we'll leave it there. Thanks. Um, it
1: was very nice talking to you guys. You thanks too. very much. You uh, too. Nice one. Nice to see meet you. you. Sounds, thanks a lot.